Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We are on the old Facebook page. If you follow us over at WTIC's Facebook page, you can get on and, and join the conversation there if you'd like, uh, make suggestions and help each other out. And uh, everything will be posted live over at Computer Talk with Tab by uh, Dennis during the show. So you have to remember what we're talking about, and you're not going to be bombarded with ads or anything like that. It's just simply links. Mm-hmm. We're not looking to get anything for it. Just here you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> just because we don't want you searching Google for stuff anymore. Exactly. It's dangerous. So it'll be out there for you, and Mike G will post everything live over at Facebook. I should bring up that story first, maybe, um, and uh, <laughs> maybe. Twitter. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. In our normal news here, as far as getting your, your technology news you can use, um, this is a good one from uh, Register. Amazon Ring. Alexa, accused oh. of every nightmare IoT security fail you can imagine. Every single one? <laughs> every Ooh. single one. <laughs> America's Federal Trade Commission has made Amazon a case study for every cautionary tale about how sloppily designed Internet of Things devices and associated services represent a risk to privacy and made the cost of those actions a mere $30 million. (laughs) That's like what, two seconds of profit for Amazon? Yeah, probably not even that. (laughs) Um, So way to go, FTC. You scared them. Um, (laughs) The e-tailers... Uh, Giant's Ring Home Security Cam subsidiary was accused of compromising its customers' privacy by allowing any employee or contractor to access customers' private videos. Wait, any employee Anyone. or contractor? Oh, sure. They had third parties in on this? Yeah, you could have been an intern in, in, in Ukraine connecting in. Um, so they would they failed to implement any basic privacy or security protections. Excuse me. <clears throat> little frog in my throat. Um Enabling hackers to take control of consumers' accounts, cameras, and videos as well. So not only could every Ring employee in Ukraine-based third-party <laughs> contractor access every customer's video, they were not. They were also stored unencrypted. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, they could really just download anything they wanted. Um, so here's, you know, you can sit there and say, okay, they've got my Ring camera videos. Well, maybe there are some videos of you in front of your camera. 
that you wouldn't be so happy or proud of during maybe maybe a weak moment. You know, tequila will get you in trouble. Um, That's true. <laughs> and you got the ring camera capturing every every moment of whatever you were doing. And um, now they can take that video, the bad guys, and say, hey, I'm going to release this to your friends and family if you don't pay up. Hmm. Thanks, Amazon. So again, this is a this is a company that has the you know one of the biggest cloud providers in the planet, right? That doesn't understand how to secure this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You should maybe think about that just for a second, just just a second. Come on, guys. Again, the headline: Amazon Ring Alexa accused of every nightmare IoT security fail you can imagine. Well, that's the headline. Yes, and in it it is multiple layers of failure. Yes. There's a document that goes on to describe how a customer service agent might need to access the video data of a particular customer and troubleshoot a problem. That same customer service agent had unfettered access to the videos belonging to thousands of customers who never contracted, contacted customer service. So while they're sitting there waiting for your call, they're just watching your videos of whatever you're doing when you were on tequila. Um, so we'll put this link up here for you to read and shake your head. But again, this is why this is why, you know, we know how the sausage is made. And it's, you know. Everyone's freaked out about artificial intelligence, but you need a little bit of actual intelligence. <laughs> yes, it would help <laughs> to actually know that you shouldn't be able to do this. Um, so we'll put the link up here for you, and and it just gets even worse because some of these things have to do with like people are buying like light bulbs from these people that have cameras in them for security, and one of them says talks about you know uh, the complaint details one employee who the FT, F, FTC said viewed thousands of video recordings belonging to at least 81 unique female users and focused his uh, searches on cameras with names indicating they that they had surveilled intimate spaces like master bedroom or master oh. bathroom or spy cam. I mean, this is this is what the internal person was searching to try to find the camera that they could then access the videos that were wide open and available to anybody on Amazon. So you can't make it up. It's right here. I'll put a link up here for you. They paid a whole $30 million fine. <laughs> Thanks, FTC. Oh, yeah, that, that'll that really hurt them bad. And that's the thing, right? The FTC has these new compliance things for companies like uh, you know auto dealerships and what have you. And when you look at these little fines, if you just look at it based on the size of the company that Amazon is, yeah, what the heck are they thinking? <laughs> that's pocket change. I mean, it's literally the lint in Bezos' <laughs> pocket. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so... All right, what do you got there, Dennis? Anything? Well, anything good? Um, I've got news about a, uh, a zero-day exploit that was discovered yep. and patched ten days ago. Right, right. In Barracuda Networks's uh, their security software. Right, their email system. Yeah, and it turns mm. out that while that zero day was news to us and even as Barracuda, of yesterday. We don't use Barracuda, but yes. Well, no, I I mean us as in the, the, the industry. IT industry. Yep. Sorry. That's okay. And at any rate, it turned out that the bad guys had been exploiting that for at least eight months. And when they talk about exploiting, they were literally exfiltrating emails. Right. They were they were just sucking them up for months and months and months. So that's not good. So again, you have this great security tool in place trying to prevent attachments and bad bad mail coming into your system as a barracuda offers and the bad guys were able to actually connect to the system and, and download your email <laughs> not good <laughs> right and one of the lessons here is just in general when you hear about a zero day exploit right we as in the IT industry mm-hmm. and whoever's affected 
thinks of it as a new thing. Right. But a zero-day exploit can have been used for months or even years. Right. Microsoft Exchange leaps to mind, too. Uh, it does, yeah. Every flavor of yeah. Exchange had that same hole in it. Right. Because all Microsoft does is retread the same software every year, it seems. Even though they tell you they don't. Yeah. They say, oh, this is nice new Shiny software. new. We, we put a new you've date got, on it for you. Yeah, you've, <laughs> you've got you've to upgrade your Exchange uh, 2013 server to 2016 because have, it's all new. And it'll have the exact same isn't. hole. <laughs> exact same zero day for you because we just all we did was take the the name and just kind of cross it out. We sharpied over it, and then we <laughs> and then we put a new date. And uh, thanks, that's Microsoft. Thank you so much. So yeah, this Barracuda thing is not good. So if you uh, if you are a business out there and you're using Barracuda, hopefully your MSP uh, has patched this um, or it has been patched for you. Well, that's um, the one. The only good news in this whole thing, yeah. Is that almost as soon as Barracuda was aware of it, yeah. they got a patch out. I mean, you can't ask for more from them. No, right. That's that is the good news. The bad news is that your data has been exfiltrated for months and months and months. Right. Um, so, again, welcome to our world. <laughs> so, another news. This is where your your uh, your politicians are coming and helping you out. Uh, Meta threatens to pull news from Facebook and Insta over a California link tax bill. So there's a California Journalism Preservation Act. These guys and their naming of their their laws uh, would mandate that large digital platforms pay journalism usage fees. Um, And then Meta calls it a slush fund. (laughs) Well. Yeah. If the shoe fits, right? (laughs) Um, So basically there's a, there's again, this is a uh, representative, (laughs) I'm not making this up, Buffy, Wicks uh, of Oakland um, says that, you know, we really got to make sure we preserve journalism. And to do that, we need to make sure that every link that somebody puts up on a Facebook page, there's a journalism fund, a usage fee that goes and goes into this fund to, to support local journalism in Connecticut, Connecticut, California. And so Meta's like, this is this is ridiculous. Most of this stuff is put here by the news media because no one's going right. to their sites directly. Yeah. You're getting there through social media. Correct. And, of course, Buffy here wants to wants to fix it. <laughs> and, of course, they'll break the Internet. So this is why I used to always joke, you know, you know, if, if Zuckerberg deems our news worthy and you're not in Australia, because Australia tried the same thing. Well, they did the same thing. They did thing. the same thing, yes. Yeah. Um, they tweaked it a bit to, to, to at least Facebook deciding, well, it's okay what, what they decided to do. So maybe Buffy will go over and take a look at what the Aussies did and um, see if that approach is going to be the better way to go. But a link tax. So, guys, when you tax anything, just so Buffy, just if you're curious, whenever you tax something, you make it more scarce, right? That's what you do when you tax it. You make it more scarce. So <laughs> if you'd like less news, tax it more. Well, didn't uh, Chief Justice John Marshall once say the power to tax is the power to destroy? Did he? Yeah. That sounds like a good line to me. That was a couple hundred years ago, actually. (laughs) Definitely sounds like a good line to me. (laughs) So we'll put the link tax out here so the folks in Hartford can do the same thing. I mean, come on. (laughs) If Buffy's going to do it, you know Hartford's going to do it. Uh, they don't know. They don't know what tax. They don't. Li- I mean, heck, our, a rotisserie chicken here in Connecticut's billed at a luxury tax rate. Right. To eat a rotisserie chicken, and you can't make it up. So I'm sure the folks in Hartford are like, oh, okay, let's try to preserve some journalism here in Connecticut. 
by taxing the link. But we'll put the, this story up here for you guys, and you can read it and weep as we do. And <laughs> we're going to be here till 11 o'clock on this cloudy Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. It's uh, 860-522-WTIC if you need to remember it. And we're here till 11 o'clock. And get online early and often. And uh, otherwise, Dennis and I are talking about our kids and our cats. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Four lines wide open for you. And Dennis and I will do our best to uh, take your computer comments, questions, and concerns. As we wait for your calls, though, we we'll always have news, technology news we can talk about. There's always dinglings out there doing all sorts of great <laughs> stuff for us. So <laughs> just can't make it up. <laughs> so uh, do you want to bring up that, that article about the... Uh, the chat GPT, everyone's afraid of oh, artificial yeah. intelligence, Dennis? Oh, yeah. Well, you don't need to be afraid of this artificial intelligence. No. Um, what happened was there was a, a law firm that was uh, filing a case briefing mm-hmm. in a federal court in New York. Yep. And, uh, you know, they filed it. Yep. A judge figured out that there was just a little bit of something not right with with the filing. Really? Huh. Yeah. The judge actually did a little homework on this and said, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. So give credit to the judge here. Yes. Uh, It turns out that this law firm Mm -hmm. not only used chat GPT to generate the briefing that they filed. This is, again, the artificial, the AI we're so afraid of that's going to kill us all. Go ahead. Right. They also used chat GPT to gin up precedents, court case, pre- court case precedents, to support the briefing. Their argument, right. Yeah. Well, ChatGPT just invented all that. Out of whole cloth. Just right. made it right up. Just made up a whole bunch of precedent cases nice. that never actually existed. Amazing. So the judge was on to that. And the only uh, guy with the actual intelligence in the courtroom. <laughs> the, lawyers, the lawyers clearly didn't even bother reviewing whatever was created well, for it's, them, right? It's possible the other side did notice it, too. But yeah, it was yeah. really the, the, the article that I've got is that the judge figured it out. So um, <laughs> we don't know who else in the room was aware of what was going on. But even the law firm that was behind this right. said, oh, we didn't know. It was an associate of ours who went and did it. So they threw that guy under the bus. Unbelievable. And then they backed the bus over the guy. Because <laughs> I'm sure. So, so what you're saying is they, they used an argument that says it wasn't our fault. It's because someone that we've hired and worked for us did this work that we should have done ourselves. This is why you pay the lawyer to do the work. I mean, when I mm-hmm. pay a lawyer to write a contract, I'm hoping it's not some intern writing the contract. Right. Or the guys that the intern's actually saying, oh, let's chat GPT this contract right up for you. Um, I mean, I can do that. Uh, so you're hoping that you're going to get professional help, mm-hmm. and they didn't even do that, and they didn't right. even do their own research. You can't make this up. I right. mean, this is this and, is a law firm. And remember, ChatGPT was at. I guess the guy was asking ChatGPT to do the research, right? But it just didn't have the knowledge base to provide anything, so it, it made it up. What they called an AI hallucination. Uh-huh. So that's and and we're worried about this, right? Yeah, sorry. So that's, <laughs> that's the thing. It all feels so Y two K. It's so like it's like the summer of the shark when it comes to artificial intelligence. We're gonna find AI is going to replace folks' jobs, right? We are, 
It's going to happen. You're not going to need to ask a lawyer anything anymore. Even the lawyers agree because they're using it themselves. Why ask right. a lawyer if, if, they, if the AI can right. find you all the actual case precedents? You don't need to figure it out for yourself or do the research or go to the law library. You just you could actually have an AI actually come up with your defense at some point. That might happen. Same thing with you know managing your money, hmm. right? I mean, the Treasury Department here in Connecticut probably could have used that. Wouldn't that be uh, great? Think? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. You couldn't have done much worse here in Connecticut and maybe AI. Hey, AI, can we do a little better? Here you can. It's a Vanguard index fund. <laughs> 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 it's pretty simple stuff. So you're looking at artificial intelligence is going to come. It's going to do what it's going to do. I mean, you, we probably all heard the story recently about the uh, drone, right? That there's a drone story that even that story, which I think I have here, is also not quite truth. Oh, um, the I gotta go bring it up, but there's some. The story goes that the, the 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 artificially intelligent drone decided to kill the operator because the operator was saying, "Well, don't go after this this target," and the drone is being rewarded somehow by scoring points. And if you told it you can't score points, well, I'm gonna go after you. But I'm gonna go grab that article before the bottom at the bottom of the hour and talk about it because it, even that. Article that was designed to try to scare you that the drone's going to kill the operator is also not fully truth uh, when it comes to what actually happened. Um, so again, you, we're only going to put garbage in, garbage out. If you're going to have AI hallucinations that are making <laughs> up case law, you know we're a long way away. The other issue right. we have to be careful with though is ding dongs are putting in data into these chat GPTs. So if that associate spoke to the AI and asked it or gave it information that was privileged, client. You know, attorney-client privilege information. ChatGPT has it now, right? So whatever you put into it, that's true. And I mean, I think Apple has banned any of their employees from using chat any of these artificial intelligent things. Uh, Samsung did too. So they don't want you putting and, in information that's going to be collected by the AI. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of other companies are putting through policies like that. We just don't know about it, right? I mean, they would have to. But then again, who's going to listen? <laughs> Somebody who's desperate to save a little work and I, maybe get out a little earlier on, on a Friday, Friday and yeah. go to happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. Ask the chat GPT to write up my, <laughs> do my case law for me to, to defend me. There you go. Ooh. So, we, you know, maybe the apocalypse is coming, but it won't be due to the AI. It'll be due to us, us ding Right. It's the people using the AI that are going to do it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. I see the lines are all starting to ring. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Make Carolyn happy. She loves answering the phone. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And it's linked over at Facebook. And you'll get that news feed if you like Tab Computer Systems. And Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy. And you're not in Australia. And now, thanks to Buffy, you're not in California. We'll be right back. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And we are back. Dennis and I are here till 11 o'clock this morning. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Last week, we were jammed up with calls. It was a beautiful day. This week... You guys are sleeping, sleeping in. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's cold and rainy. Yeah. Uh, but we're here. Feel free to get online. Four lines open for you. But let's get right to your calls. We got Bob on the line from West Hartford. Let's see what he's got cooking. Hey, Bob. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. So here's my side story. I have a, uh, a uh, 3D printer, mm-hmm. and I wanted to hook it up to the Wi-Fi so I could just send the files directly to it without using a flash or Ethernet. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a Wi-Fi board for the printer. I plugged it in. And when I go through all the stuff that they want, the printer says that it sees the Internet. But it does not have an IP address. Okay. And I contacted the company, and they said, well, we're only responsible for our <laughs> our hardware and our software and the fact that your printer can't see the IP address is not our problem. So um, you have a third-party um, wireless card you put on there, like a USB? No, 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 no not third-party. It's, it's from the company that made oh. the 3D printer. Well, hmm. this is this and, is the company saying that your network is bad, mm-hmm. even though you yeah. have other Wi-Fi devices that connect to it normally, I assume, right? And not only that, but I also have other 3D printers from the same company connected oh, to it. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yes. Did you so set the I, IP address, Bob? Did you configure the IP address? Well, that's my question. Can I do that? Yeah. How do I, that's, yes. That's how you should deal with printers on Wi-Fi networks. You should always set oh, them statically. Oh, I didn't know that. I it, it just magically came up, and I just assumed that was it. So how do I set an IP address? Well, we'd well, have to read the manual. We, yeah, we'd have to read the manual for that board, uh, the there's Wi-Fi no, board. But there's no manual. Right? There's no manual. Well, there is one. It's just on a PDF somewhere on the interwebs. Yeah, okay. you know, you have to do a little research. But what I would do is select a, an IP address for your 3D printer that is not being handed out by DHCP from your router. Um, in a, in a lot of cases, routers will start with like dot one hundred and then give out up from there. And in that case, anything below one hundred on your network would work. So one ninety two dot one sixty eight dot zero dot fifty might work. 
right? Mm -hmm. Or 168.1.50. I'm not sure what your uh, network structure is, but whatever it is, that last element needs to be one that is not being given out by the DHCP on, on the router. Okay, so I've been asking the company the wrong question. The company I want the question I want to ask them is how do I set the IP address? Mm, that, that would print? that exactly. would that would be a good thing to find out, and that would be a call that they would take. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. And just one more thing, I was on a chat message, and at one point the person wrote, "I would check the AP connection." What's an AP connection? I have no idea. They <laughs> might have missed a W. Okay. Wireless access point. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know. Uh, or ac maybe they meant access, access point. point. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's the only thing that we can guess. But you know your wireless is running. Yeah. So you know it. Oh, you, no, you know it works. Yes. No. The wireless yeah. is fine, and yeah. the other printers are fine. This one printer doesn't. So you've got a you've got a stack of three D printers there, huh, Bob? Well, it's just part of a school. It's oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. As we we're going to ask you, what are the kids making? Uh, all kinds of different things, uh, you know, different, we start off very simply, they're making name tags yep. and then they end up chess pieces and they get more and more involved and more exciting. Um, some of the stuff is great. I'm thinking about selling it myself, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> so wait a minute. So do you teach them, Bob, actually to, to program, to take a tool? Well, it's, to... it's CAD. It's, yep. it's, they're using Tinkercad. Okay. And, okay. uh, it's real. Actually, I'm not a Tinkercad salesperson, but um, it's free. Yeah. It's online, and you can not only design with normal CAD type tools, but they have a way of coding it. So you're coding in the design for different shapes. So you're learning not only CAD computer design, but also elementary coding. Um, it's it's quite an interesting uh, project out there. Yeah. It's, it's all free. And what are the ages? That you're helping. Uh, oh, the middle school. Middle, middle school. school Great. Oh, excellent. That sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. That's cool, Bob. So, so yeah. So yes. Yeah. So so in um, in fifteen years or ten years, I guess middle school. In ten years, if you're looking for some employees, I'll pass them along. Awesome. They'll be very skilled. <laughs> That's what we love. We need yeah. skilled. Unfortunately, they all leave Connecticut, but we're looking for whoever will stick around. <laughs> They'll work remotely from exactly their house in, in, in Maui. There you go. <laughs> in Maui, and they'll work remotely. <laughs> that will be the case. Uh, all right, Bob. Well, hopefully, uh, you're going to be able to get that IP set up, and let us know how it goes. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you're, you. You're welcome, mm -hmm. Bob. Bye bye. So the kids are using 3D printers. That's in great. West that is cool. Um, I want to quickly bring up that story I was talking about. Um, that is kind of making the rounds here about that artificial intelligence. Um, so this Air Force colonel goes to this 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 uh, confab, and he's uh, he's out there. We're training in simulation to identify a target, a SAM threat, and then the operator would say, "Yes, kill that threat." The system then started to realize that while they did identify the threat, at sometimes the human operator would say, "Don't kill that threat," but it got its pro it got its points. Here's the thing: it's kind of weird. What does AI care about points? It got its points by killing that threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. It killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. We trained the system, hey, hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You're going to lose points if you do that. So what does it start doing? It starts destroying the communication towers that the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop killing the target. So that's what this colonel said at a confab. And now he's walking it back. Colonel Hamilton admits he misspoke. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> in his presentation at the Royal Aeronautic Society FCAS Summit. And the rogue AI drone simulation was a hypothetical. It was a thought experiment. It was just something I got from a movie called War Games, you ding dong. <laughs> yes. Jeez. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. It's based on plausible scenarios like outcomes rather than actual U.S. Air Force real world simulations. And right now it says we never run, we have never run that experiment, according to the Air Force, nor would we need to in order to realize that this is a plausible outcome, he clarifies. Oh, okay. A yeah. plausible outcome? Yeah, this, these guys are nuts, man. I'm not sure if they're just trying to freak everybody out or what, but you don't have the whopper running down there in uh, the U.S. Air Force running these things. It doesn't care about points. There's no AI no. that's going to care about points. No. Um, but this guy's trying to freak everybody out. I'll put the article there for you so you can see it was all made up by a colonel with, an, uh, with obviously uh, some sort of Matthew Broderick. Uh, <laughs> Fanboy, I don't know what he's doing, but he's not—he's not helping. Uh, let's go to Mark in Enfield here. What's going on, Mark? Hey guys, how are you doing today? Good, sir. How are you? Okay, I've got a Dell laptop, and here recently I've done a lot of updates on it and uh, brought it up to speed. But ever since I've done the updates, um, when I turn it on and start to go and search the web, it seems to be all right. But then all of a sudden, it starts kicking me off of my Wi-Fi without any issue whatsoever, and then not recognizing my uh, my router, which everything else in the house, my wife will be sitting right there with her Chrome um, laptop and with no issue. All our cell phones, no problem, all on the Wi-Fi, but my laptop, for some reason, keeps kicking me out. And I'm wondering if it has something to do with the, uh, uh, the Wi-Fi um, I was gonna say inside this, the computer. I was gonna say the stuff you're surfing. No, um, uh, <laughs> it, no, 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 no. I'm gonna do, do, do that with my wife sitting right next to me. <laughs> I wasn't going there. I don't, not, uh, so here's here's the thing. The, the ass on my forehead is not for stupid. Okay? <laughs> so, so what happens is, is it, yes, you're on the right track. It could be the actual radio inside your laptop that comes yeah. to mind. It could also be a feature of the wireless access system where wireless access point where some that you can actually configure them to decide if if there are poor connections to disregard them, and they will just th kind of throttle you to the point where it's like, ah, eh, Mark wants to surf over here, but I'm not going to give you anything because you're 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 just having a bad connection with me. How old is that laptop? Um, probably three, oh, four years old, old, maybe. Oh, that, no, it's not. That old. And no, it just just started doing that for some reason. It never did that before. Yeah. And it just it seemed like after I've done all the updates on it, it started kicking me off at crucial times. I can't even. I'll go on and look at my email, and then all of a sudden, it'll kick me off again, saying it doesn't recognize the uh, the Wi-Fi. My suggestion would be to open up Device Manager in the, on okay. the computer. Uh, look in your network adapter section of that, and. Right-click on the Wi-Fi adapter and uninstall it or remove it, whatever the wording is. Yeah. And then reboot. Reboot and the whole computer? Reboot the whole yeah. computer. What that will do, and when it starts up, you're going to have to wait a little bit, too. Yeah. Because um, when it starts up, it will detect. You took it out of the list of its hardware. Right. Okay. Right. So right. it's going to detect, oh, this is a new piece of hardware. i got to set this up all over again. And it will go through a process of writing out some drivers and some INF files. Right. So give it like, boot, reboot it, give it like five minutes, 
and then try reconnecting to your Wi-Fi and see if it's more stable. Also check to make sure which, which SSID you're on. Is it a 2.4 gigahertz or is it 5 gigahertz? Because if you're running in the 5 gigahertz and you're at a distance, you just might be dropping because you're yeah, too far away. It might be too weak. It's, it's not the distance problem. It's right there in the living room, and I've never, I mean, okay. never had an okay. issue. All right, then. And it's, it's all, all on right. the same level. So, try so go ahead and try, do me one more favor and say, so it's control panel to go to where? Device manager, two words. Yep. And it'll yep. show you a bunch of categories of things. You're going to yep. open up network adapters. And okay. you'll have, I don't know how many different items in there, but one of them will be the Wi-Fi adapter that's built into the computer. And you right-click on it, and, cl uh, and then it'll be an option to uninstall, remove, mm -hmm. whichever. Yep. And accept that. Uninstall or remove, yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then reboot. All right. And if that doesn't work, you can always go out and get an external USB Wi-Fi adapter that yeah. you would go like Best Buy or Staples and pick one up, plug it into the side of the laptop, and see if that works better. See if that works better? Okay. Yeah. It might. All right, Mark. Do those, do those go bad? I mean, all of a sudden like that? Or the word all it, of a sudden, if we had a nickel, literally a nickel <laughs> in our business for all of a sudden, we wouldn't be here. We would be literally well, zillionaires. Re remember that it's a radio transmitter. Correct. And radio transmitters, they can actually wear. They are a wear part. Hmm. It sounds strange, mm -hmm. but it's true. Uh, and a lot of it depends on the quality of the hardware, how it was made, and a bunch of other factors. But they can go bad over time. All right. Well, I, I didn't. I mean, uh, I thought it was something to do with the updates that I was it, that I had. Well, that could be the case, and that's why I'm suggesting removing it in Device Manager yeah. and having yep. having all of the configuration files for it in the operating system rewritten. Yeah, that might help. Okay. All right, Mark. All right, if it starts to smoke, do the most impossible thing and walk away, right? Exactly. Well, put it outside first. <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, thanks, guys. I'll give it a try. All right, Mark, good luck. Good luck. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Four, four lines wide open this morning. And uh, so if you've ever had trouble getting on, today's the day. <laughs> um, we're going to be here for you to help you out. But as we wait for your calls, we have some technology news that'll you know, inspire you and uh, make you feel great about technology. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have a lot of that going on, but we have news that you yeah. should be aware of. What do you got, Dennis? Well, we've got a story about Gigabyte, which is a manufacturer of a lot of different hardware, including motherboards. They mm -hmm. make a lot of boards for computers, servers. Yep. Um, it turns out that they have what's called a backdoor mm -hmm. that's built into them at a firmware level. So it comes out of the factory with this capability. Right. What it's supposed to be able to do is to go get... Um, firmware files or other kinds of updates mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be able to do it itself automatically behind the scenes you don't even need to know about it okay yep. now if that sounds dangerous mm -hmm. 
and it sounds dangerous to me. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Okay. It depends on what kind of controls you have on it. Uh, a lot of consumer routers nowadays are capable of updating their own firmware. Right. Um, but there are controls on it. It goes to a particular website. It looks for a particular file name. Mm-hmm. It probably has a certificate that's embedded in the in the device that allows it to have a TLS connection with their servers and so on. Right. Okay, secure connection. Right. What Gigabyte did is they made that kind of open. Uh oh. There is no TLS involved in here. So there's no certificate. There's no nothing. Just an open door. And it's a, it really is an open door. So the, the danger is that you can end up with a, what's called a man-in-the-middle attack, mm-hmm. where a hacker interposes between that motherboard that's updating itself and Gigabyte servers. Yep. And then they feed your Gigabyte motherboard their version of the firmware the instead of what really comes from Gigabyte. Gotcha, yeah. And that's the real problem with this. And um, there, there's like millions of these things around the world now because they were, I'm telling you, they're very common manufacturer. Right. And well, what are they going to do about it? They talk about, you know, are they going to close the door? Are they going to improve the security? I mean, how does this, again, we talk about, you know, the sausage being made. This is such a ridiculous approach to leave a door open like this. Right. Without do controls it on it. Right. And, um, did they talk about that at all? I that don't is, seem the, no. the story doesn't say anything about what Gigabyte intends to do. So if you happen to have a Gigabyte motherboard, you, you have that potential vulnerability of somebody, mm-hmm. like Dennis mentioned, stuffing your motherboard with ideas that it didn't have before. It you know it's gonna who knows what it's gonna then do. You know maybe it's gonna go then and turn turn your blender on or your mess with your microwave. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> But it's going it, to update itself and have some malicious component, could have some malicious component to it if sure. the man in the middle does what it wants to do. Ass- right. Assuming that somebody knows what you've got and they've put themselves in a position to get in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, too, with these, a lot of these things, you can just send out, a, am guessing, a script to the planet and asking the back door to say, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Right? I mean, That's true. That's how we found all those exchange servers and the FBI was assisting with that, too. Um, all right, let's get to your calls. Let's, we'll put that story up there for you to read. Um, we're going to go to Joyce next in Simsbury. What's happening, Joyce? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I work at home and I have a, a work laptop, but I would like to purchase my own laptop for my own personal use and mm-hmm. just swap it out. Um, and I just wanted a, an idea of what brand and what specifications like memory and speed to get when I buy one. Okay. Well, I'm a big fan of the HP Envy line for people, for consumers like you. Um, did I bought three of them for my kids for college, and my oldest now has been out for three or four years, and the laptop is still running. Not that I'm going to promise eight years of service, um, but it, you know, the HP Envy line is a good way to go. Look at a, a current generation. You know, if you can get a you know, 11th, 12th gen CPU, i5, 16 gigs of RAM, and half a terabyte, 500 gigabyte solid state drive, you're, you'll have a good a good laptop that should give you a lot of service. Okay. About perfect. a grand. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Joyce. Thanks for calling. All right. Thank you. Yeah, bye now. Bye-bye. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. The lines are starting to pick up. Maybe you guys are waking up. We appreciate that. 860-522-9842 is the number. Everything's been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. And, of course, if you like Tab Computer Systems, the, the, we'll, 
The information we post may get into your newsfeed if Zuckerberg deems it worthy, if Australia thinks it's okay, and Buffy now in California thinks it's okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.